0: On this episode of the GESC Podcast, I sit down with the cast of A Wrinkle in Time. But before we get to that interview, let's get a chance to hear about a few other adaptations of this classic tale. Ready, Kingsley? (laughs) Actors to your places, podcast listeners to your earbuds. Join us as we make our great escape. Published in 1962, A Wrinkle in Time is no stranger to adaptations. There have been two different film versions, as well as three different stage versions, and even an opera. I want to take a little bit of time to talk about that before I get over to our interview. Uh, For those of you who are unfamiliar with the story itself... Within the interview, we get a chance to kind of explore it, and to be completely honest with you, I feel as if I'm unqualified to give an explanation because I have never read the novel. I'm actually saving uh, that for after seeing the performance. I'm uh, incredibly excited about seeing all the things I've heard about in action. Uh, So let's just jump in right into adaptations. In 2003, there was a made-for-TV movie adaptation, And uh, I'm afraid it fell a little short of what Madeleine L'Engle had in mind for the story. Uh, It met her expectations, quoting L'Engle here, I have glimpsed it, I expected it to be bad, and it is. Um, So so hopefully no offense to those of you who are uh, fans of the 2003 adaptation. I I completely forgot that one existed myself until doing a little bit of research here. Of course, uh, there was a recent version in 2018 uh, where quite a few changes were made from the novelization. I've been told that the stage play version that we'll be having at The Great Escape is a much, much more accurate and faithful retelling of the original tale. Uh, The adaptation that we are using came by Tracy Young, which premiered at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival in 2014. Prior to that version, though, there was a version created by James C. in 1990, as well as a 2010 version by John Glore. Now, I was very excited to see, as an opera nerd myself, that there was an opera adaptation ...in 1992. I've tried to track down some recordings of it, but I haven't heard them just yet. Uh, maybe if I ask the cast nicely, they'll uh, sing one of the nights of the performance. I'm pretty sure I can talk Cam into it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can talk him into it. <laughs> so, let's jump into our interviews with the cast. I had a great selection of actors to talk to, and we get a chance to hear a little bit about the show, as well as about their individual characters and what they have taken from the story itself. It was a lovely chance to talk and sit down and meet the cast, so let's get right to it. All right, thank you all for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Will you please go around and introduce yourself and tell me the character you play? I'm Cameron Lake, and I play the man with the
1: red
2: eyes as well as the father. I'm Surya Scott, and I play Meg. I'm Isaac
3: Bird, I play the happy medium.
2: I am Noah Day. and I play Calvin.
3: I'm Kathy Bovitz. I play Mrs. What's It?
0: Fantastic. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with the source material, does anyone want to walk us through the background of the story without spoiling anything, of course? Do we have any experts on the story? Um, I suppose. Um, <laughs> experts
1: is a bit of a stretch, but uh, it's the story of a, a young girl, Meg, who is um, whose father has disappeared uh, many years prior. and. Her and her brothers um, enlist the help of some characters to um, go on an adventure
0: in order to attempt to save him, at least. Fantastic! And among you, how many of you have read the book itself?
3: I have. I. Yeah, so two of us. Oh, yeah, I, I have yeah. not. And- I feel bad. <laughs>
0: So, reading, uh, comparing the book to the play itself, uh, what would you say uh, was your reaction to reading the dramatization of it, the play? Would you say it was an accurate retelling? Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, actually, um, Noah read it when he was younger, so he had, so he kind of made me read it once we knew we were cast in the show. So I auditioned before I read the book. Um, I read the book in preparation for uh, the read-through for the the initial read-through, and um, it seemed like it was really faithful to it. Actually, uh, most of it, you know, even.
2: Yeah, you know, like dialogue that's directly ripped straight from the dialogue that's in the book.
3: Yeah, but there's only a, a probably one or two uh, changes that we noticed that were more just additions that uh, the playwright added in there, but it felt like it added to the story. There wasn't anything in there that I felt was changed in any dramatic way. Yeah,
0: so, I agree. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, will you tell us a little bit about the characters that you're playing?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, Mrs. W- Mrs. Whatset is um, completely uh, crazy, and I, again, I don't want to give away too much about her, but um, she and her two um, sisters, I guess, or fellow witches. Um, we're not really witches, but, uh, but we like to play act that we are, and um, we're mystical beings. And so we are, uh, we are there to help and guide, but not to do. And so we're there more as mentors, um, but the whole idea is to get the kids kind of on the right track and get them going where they need to be going.
2: Kelvin is a high school student that has been kind of. He, he has a nerdy side to him, but most of the time he doesn't really show it in school a whole lot because he's on the basketball team and everything. So it's. He just. Yeah, it's done, he's happy to find other people that are similar and then he gets to go on some. Mystical adventure with them and on top of it (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess the happy medium I guess I kind of see him as this like this purely like chaotic but like Also kind of balanced character I don't know. I'm doing my best here. a tough one <Don't> to explain. <laughs> I know. Like I have it in my brain, out, yeah. but it's just like I can't word vomit it. Eccentric,
3: <laughs> well, it's it's very, eccentric very eccentric. Very yeah. eccentric. Happy medium kind of yeah. works, actually. It, it describes what your character is, and you said it exactly. You're yeah. zany, but you also have that balance too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Happy medium. Wow. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Meg is she's something. She has very dramatic mood swings. She's not one thing or the other. Yeah, Yeah. she's she's really not, but like, she's a huge math nerd, but she's also bullied a lot in school, so like, she doesn't really feel very confident until this whole adventure happens and all this stuff happens, and it's just so much fun for her, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, my first character, uh, the man with the red eyes, is pure evil incarnate. Um, which has been a fun change for me. Um, never playing a villain before. It was, it's been it's been fun to be able to play a little bit. Um, and then uh, the father is um, I won't give too much away, but he's loves his family and misses them, and is doing his best to protect them the best way he knows how.
0: And uh, yeah. Sounds like a very character-driven piece that we're looking at here. Oh, are there any moments in the story that are favorites among yours, either for your character or just in general? Any moments that stick out to you when you think of this, this story? There's so many. I know.
1: <laughs> there's, it's, it's, it's a show full of moments, really. Um, there's very few times that little is happening. Um, so I honestly really like the opening of the show. I think it's really, really cool, the effects that we have going in. Um, and we don't even have it completed yet, but only what we have so far, it's, it's, a, it's really cool. It's gonna be a real cool start to it.
3: Yeah. Stylistically, the way that the, the play is written is, it's intended to be that it's being read, to the audience while also being play acted. So the format is a little bit different than uh, maybe something else that you would have seen typically um, done. So we have several readers who are actually reading from the book, but also, um, I know you can't put quotations in, <laughs> but, but there was air quotes in there, uh, but basically, and then we are acting it out as they're all, but they're, they're integrated into the story too. So it's neat. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, probably one of my Favorite moments is just or I guess not really moments, but just scenes in general is one of the planets that they visit It's it's just I mean all the different places that they visit are really unique and creative and it helps Bring the story to life to be in such unique settings
0: (laughs) One last question that I ask everybody when I interview them is what do you hope audiences get out of this show?
3: Well, it's not just a fantasy. That, that's the thing is, that's what I love about the book, but also the, the stage version of it too, is it's not just a fantasy. It actually has a heart and has a really good message. There's a lot of empowerment and, um, you know, not only age-wise, but also female-wise, uh, the fact that a female lead character is the, you know, is kind of the, the one who is gonna save the day. And so it's really exciting to see that, um, that piece of it.
1: Yeah, yeah um, I think I think as you said, there's a lot of good themes going throughout this. I think um, I, I really think they'll they'll hopefully open their minds a little bit. Um, it kind of it kind of bridges the gap between fantasy and mysticism and science, and really brings them all together and keeps them um, keeps you guessing as how they're going to be intertwined with one another.
2: I feel like the audience should be like leaving the theater like with just the sense of like pure love that is happening because I feel like that's like the main basis of this play. It's just all of the love that's happening. It's amazing, zesty, I love it. (laughs) You know, it's just a very wholesome play and I really enjoy it and being in it. I hope like the audience can see themselves and each of the characters in different ways and then they can just see how through whatever circumstances they can just Find love and they can find happiness regardless of their situation currently. I think another one of the important themes is just that of individualism and the fact that Mm -hmm. even though differences can create conflict, they also are what makes life worth living at all.
0: Fantastic. Thank you all so much for joining me. Thank you, Tony. It was great to sit down with the cast, Uh, just the energy of the group. You can definitely tell that everyone is all in and excited about this production. Now, if you'd like to come out and see A Wrinkle in Time at The Great Escape, we are running Thursday, September 13th through Sunday, September 23rd, the usual days and times, of course, Thursday through Saturday at 7, and Sunday performance, in this case, at 1 o'clock. So I guess I lied. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I didn't mean to deceive you. So Sundays at 1 instead of Sunday at our usual 2 o'clock time slot. So you're a podcast listener of ours. Obviously you're a fan. I mean, how could you not be? You're listening to this episode, right? You listened all the way through. Well done, well done. I assume that you like the sound of my voice. And if you like the sound of my voice as well as the voice of many of our regular actors and actresses, I highly recommend that you also check out our live book reading of A House with a Clock in Its Walls, which will take place Saturday, September 22nd from 1 to 5.30 p.m. This will be one of our first live book readings that will take place at The Great Escape. We will do one for A House with a Clock in Its Walls, and we have a few others that are coming up on the horizon that I really hope you can join us for more details to come. But if you are John Belair's fan, if you are just now hearing about John Belair's uh, House with the Clock in Its Walls because of the upcoming film, come out, check out our reading. I think you're going to have a really, really good time. I'd like to send out a couple of thank yous, first of all, to Kyle Booth, who does our music, to Veronica Louise Photography, who does our photography for us. Give her a like on Facebook, and while you're there, stop by our Facebook page and give us a like and a share as well. You can check out our website, GreatEscapeStageCompany.com, to find out more information about upcoming events as well as contact information, ticket information, and we have our own little podcast section on there as well, too. I hope to see you at our performances of A Wrinkle in Time. I am so excited, and you should be, too. I'm Antonio Barroso, your host. Thank you so much for joining us.